Welcome to We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. My name is Steph, and for all of you listening at home today, my guest is the incredible, the wonderful, the very talkative, not fussy eater, commercial director at Businessology. It is the incredible Ash Haynes. Hi, guys. Hi, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How's everyone? I'm sure they're all good. I'm sure they're all good. We'll get them to call in later. Uh, Ash is a little bit nervous, so everyone be kind. Um, (laughs) But Ash, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a a first. We'll tick this one off the uh, list of experiences I've never done before. Um, I'm sure it'll be all right. You're fine. You're just talking to me. It's all good. So for all of the listeners at home, do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do? and your business ultimately steph not a lot uh, I do my best. Do as little don't as tell them that though. <laughs> um, yeah so so uh, the business is is businessology um mm-hmm. reformed probably it's gonna be about seven years now or no sorry it will be seven years in november um effectively we're we you know, an outsourced accounts department for but for any business really we've got we've got clients that vary massively so um some clients we, we manage it's a one-man band and we'll just do the books once a year self-assessment so submit that through to hmrc all the way through to we've got the larger companies where they actually have an, an accounts department but then to employ what we would you know it's classified as like a management accountant that's going to go into deal deal detail generate all the you know in-depth reports and everything like that um we will then go in and support them mm. rather than them employ someone for you know 50 60 pounds we can go in at a you know a base rate which is cheaper than that yeah and still give them the level of support and detail that they need so everything kind of in and around that um all the really fun stuff like payroll pension submissions <laughs> that returns um all them bits and bobs really that that nobody finds interesting in the slightest but you know ultimately thanks to hmrc it's stuff that we need to do it certainly is i mean you your i suppose your busiest time of the year is coming very very soon isn't it march april yeah. time yeah, it, it comes in it comes in waves for yeah. us. Um, obviously, like we have January deadlines, so basically everyone that's unprepared has done nothing, ignored our emails, <clears throat> letters, phone calls. Well, it's nice of you yeah. to have just let them know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's you know it's not in my obligation to do so, but we do try our hardest to let people know. But ultimately, people ignore it because you know. <laughs> they, they, Who they, wants to think about it? I know it's it's not fun, is it? But <laughs> we're trying to keep people, you know compliant make sure they're not getting fined um so we do our best we've we've got um our office manager julie she we, we task her every year mm. with as soon as april drops send out letters mm. a month later we do we do you know we touch base then we start making phone calls and ultimately they all get ignored till typically around december but then we do have we do have, like say we come, it comes in waves and we do have that like in april and may mm. where the people that are organized or the people that go, oh, well, I'm trying to remortgage my house. I'm trying to buy a new car. Yeah, I'm trying to do all these things. And like, course. well, they all need your account submitting. So you get a bunch of people that are dead organized and come in with all the stuff. Yeah. I want it done yesterday. Um, so we fly through that. Then there'll be a few dribs and drabs throughout the year for, for the self-assessment people. Um, and then the big rush is always, always in January. Uh-huh. Um, 
because people are worried about Christmas, they get all that sorted, mm. and then all of a sudden they're like, right, that's done, New Year, New Me, and then they go, oh crap, I've got 31 days to get me my self-assessment in. Oh my God. Um, and, you know, I, I, genuinely, this year is um, it's the second worst we've had oh, ever. Geez. We had uh, someone come in on, I think it was the 25th, mm. and we'd been chasing him since <sighs> April. We've done his stuff for years, and he oh. come in on the 25th like, oh, so sorry, I totally forgot. And I said, you know, mate, we've been chasing you for a while. What's what's brought you to come in now? Yeah. And like, I assumed you'd gone elsewhere. And he said, oh, I just heard a song on the radio, an advert on the radio. And I was like, it was the radio. It oh, was, well, there we yeah. go. Shout out to the radio. Thank you, Radio Warrington. <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> but it's, it's so frustrating. You know, you're like, mate, I've been chasing you. Oh, and, my and, God. And it was an advert on the radio, probably whilst he's on his way to Greg's to get sausage rolls. You know what I mean? Love but, that. But anyway. But yeah, no. So it's uh, it's it's challenging. It's always a rush. Luckily, you know, so far. Um... Sorry, we're just having a bit of technical difficulty. I'm <laughs> enthralled, Ash, but for some reason, our mixer in the studio has decided to ping feedback to all of us. Producer Alex is looking very confused, uh, but we'll we'll plow on. We'll plow on. Don't worry. <laughs> um, can we start? <laughs> Apologies, listeners. Uh, we had some technical difficulties on our side, but I'm assured by producer Alex that it didn't affect the quality of your listening experience. So we are talking to the wonderful Ash Hines, and we are discussing a little bit about what he does at Businessology. So, Ash, do you want to carry on talking? So you, we, we were talking about you kind of having <laughs> having to drag people in <laughs> to kind of get 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 what they get what you need from them um but I think as a service though I think that's absolutely wonderful because I personally um I've mentioned this on the pod before but I can I suffer quite uh, badly with, with ADHD and, and I that for me would be something that I would absolutely just completely forget about or I'd get really overwhelmed at the thought of it that I'd just freeze and not do anything so the fact that you do kind of go out and kind of push people even if they do take the proverbial sometimes um is is a really nice kind of supportive service that you guys do (laughs) yeah i mean well we we try our best i would maybe refrain from using the word drag sounds a little bit violent Um, (laughs) but but yeah we we do we do try to um and 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 i think it's important because you know ultimately people or let's say people our customers Mm. uh, and many other businesses yeah. you know in the area uh, are concentrating on driving more revenue concentrating on trying to build a business yeah. and trying to you know capture some growth and they want to nail their customers when they get chance um so we you know we although we know it's important yeah. uh, it's it's the first thing that gets left behind you know at any opportunity so so we do understand that and that that's why we put them kind of steps in place to ensure that the, they're not late they've got enough reminders yeah. to to get the stuff together um, and then hopefully we can we can make sure touch wood, you know, anything that has made its way to our door so mm. far, it, that nothing through through our fault has ever been late. Yeah. Um. So so that's you know, try and keep that clean that, sheet. Again though, that's like a, that's a, it's such a great service that they they don't I suppose they don't necessarily have to think about those kind of finer details when when you guys do that kind of legwork for them and they can concentrate on that again. Just a great kind of 
overall what uh, overall benefit what what got you interested in in this kind of thing in the first place if you don't mind me asking <laughs> well it was a long and rocky road um through some dark alleys uh, basically when when i <laughs> when i set out from from school i, mm. I was absolutely adamant through uh, absolute disbelief of my mum that uh, I, I was like i'm gonna be a mechanic i want to do i want to work on cars I work on trucks want to do okay. all this um and I went out, served an apprenticeship at Mercedes, mm. served me time, was was rocking with that, and, and I enjoyed what I did. Um, following that, I had somebody hit me head on in a car crash, oh and um, at the scene, my mum apparently got told that I'd be lucky to have a walk again and all these types of things, and, you know, come out strong and against all odds, here we are. Um, but from, from there, I realised that um, I always remember there was a chap that, that we worked with that had had like a double hip replacement and you, you look at him when I'm you know thinking at the time I'm probably like early 20s mm. and I'm looking at him kind of hobble around the workshop and I thought I don't know I end up like you I've got you know plates and screws and all sorts all over the place and I thought I need to make a career change mm. um so kind of went down a different path ended up going down to, you know the service route being on the desk taking calls yeah invoicing and all that type of stuff that's where the the finance side of it started to yeah. come in um and then you start, you know, bringing in reports. You know, the manager says, "Oh, can we have a look at this? What profit mm-hmm. we're making? What's the what's the conversion on on upsells and all that type of stuff?" So then I started generating reports that kind of analysed how we were doing, um, and I realised I quite enjoyed it, and I could do it with my eyes shut, so that was easy. And then uh, me my mum set up the business initially, and. Um, she kept my and she was like, I'm busy. I don't want to take anybody else on, you know, come and work for me. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And I just got to the point where one day I realized that that was never going to be a forever job. Mm. Um, although I did enjoy parts of it, I didn't enjoy all of it. Um, and that there was probably bigger and better things that I could move on to. Um, I was still convinced that accounts and bookkeeping and all that stuff wasn't necessarily the one, but I knew it was going to be something else. Mm. Um, and so I had, I remember sat there, I remember like it was yesterday, sat there, phone rings, answered it, and the woman starts screaming at me down the phone, absolutely screaming. And I was like, whoa, what's, you'd, you'd think that, you know, bearing in mind I'm in the motor trade, that she's yeah. upside down on a roof on the middle of the motorway in ball of flames. Yeah. And she just, I was like, right, calm down, what's the problem? And she starts, she starts shouting, she goes, my Bluetooth in my car's not working, I've got a call I need to make. And I was just like, there we go. I've had enough. And I, I can't put up with this anymore. So <laughs> that was it then. Literally, you know, axe in the wood and, and kind of metaphorically just walked out and, yeah. and left. And I remember ringing my mum. It's like, right, all done. Squared off. Be with you tomorrow. And she was like, what do you mean? Be with you tomorrow. I was like, no, we're doing it. Like, yeah, you said you wanted to do it. And here we are. She was like, well, you notice period. And all. I was like, nah, <laughs> no honest it sound. I've just walked out and done. Um, and then that that was that was it basically you know went and bought another laptop and all the other bits and bobs and just got cracking yeah. um <clears throat> and in the obviously i'd say i had a good knowledge of everything anyway my mum's done it for mm. oh gotta be 30 plus years wow, now so um, she's really experienced or she was really yeah. obviously really experienced you're obviously kind of going from strength yeah, to strength just but... i'm just winging it day <laughs> <and> day, <really. laughs> no you're um, not uh well we're trying um but yeah so we you know i kind of already knew the majority of it yeah you know naturally when from living at home yeah. you hear about it and all the other bits and then um so my mum used to be like the fd of, of mm. little acorns nursery which they grew and grew and grew they become massive and it was for me mum it was at a point where you know it was turned around that that gained profits they'd done all these mm. other bits of bobs and she was like well that's no challenge anymore and 
uh, I don't want the restraints of, of all of this. Um, and the other thing for my mum is my mum's epileptic. So, okay. you know, so that having have a seizure and then all of a sudden that you, it's a day off work, you feel rough the day after, it's like having hangover mm. and all these other things. And you, you, you then she didn't want to burden other companies with that. So we were like, well, why don't we set up on our own and you can have that freedom. And if you need to have a day off, you have a day off. Who cares? You know, yeah. we catch up on the weekend. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not yeah. a problem. Um, so all them were the kind of motives behind it. And then me joining was a bit of a support for it. And it, it was never fully intended for it to be what it is now. It started, you know, dining room table job, you know, through to then making an office at home and then office at home. Like, right, we need to take someone on, but we don't want to bring them into the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so the, we, we looked at all the, the different options and, and we was happy with where it was. It was doing well. Mm. And we just thought, right, if we're going to do it, like we, we need to do it. Yeah. Um, so gets an office, takes staff on. And then before you know it, you know, there's, there's seven of us in the office. Um, we've got loads of space, all the other bits and bobs that you, you know, you need in practice. And then mm. you realize at that point, well, actually we've done such a good job now, but why stop? Yeah. You know? so, so, you know, always pushing on, always doing what we need to do. But that was, that was kind of my journey. And obviously through, through the crash, changing career slightly. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of a bit of a deviated path to, to being where we are, which thanks to everything that we've achieved, you know, I've put on weight, I've got grayer, uh, I drink a lot, but. but Is that not just growing up? I don't know. Is it? (laughs) Some people say that, but then I think, well, you know, it's everybody else's fault. I need to go home and have a beer now, because if I don't, (laughs) it'll explode. (laughs) Yeah, just replace it red wine and you've got my week as well, so. (laughs) It's the only way we cope. That is it. I mean, it's, it is a weird, it's a very British thing, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, like, there's not many cultures, I think, that, that it's, are as strong it, as we are. immediate kind of go-to, yeah. isn't it? Good day, celebrate beer. Bad yep. day, Need drown beer. your sorrows, yep. more beer. Yeah. Mediocre day, oh, let's just end the day with a nice pint. Yeah. It's yes. like there's, there's no bad. There's no bad time no for bad a beer. There is no bad time for a beer. Um, okay, well, I mean, one of the ways that we are kind of connected um, with with you guys is through Real Five Network. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me about your journey into the network. Um, so, we naturally, like, I think everybody, every business, mm. and every person that starts in business sets off, and it's like, right, we're going to do all these networking things, and we're going to do great things, and ultimately, they just eat up loads of time. Mm. Um, you end up going to these free networking events with. Uh, what I like to call serial networkers, um, all the free ones. You go and have tea and coffee, and then, like a bit of structure, you get spoken to a lot. Yeah, you don't get to speak a lot, and it it quite quickly become apparent that it's it's difficult to to obtain any kind of you know growing business relationship with people when they're always doing the same thing. Mm. You know, you you're in this like rabbit wheel of that's spinning, um, and then obviously through through all the networks and everything else. We realized we're a real five, and I've quite quickly realized that these networkings where you pay to be a member, you pay for your seat, you're blocking out the opposition, and, and all these other things mean that you're then the sole source of, of any income that's needed for your sector. Uh, and it's one of those providing you do a good job. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't then gain all the business, you know. Um, and it just makes absolute sense. So, you know, it's worked great for us. Um, and, and, Obviously, you spend a bit of time getting to know everyone, build up some relationships, and some of them, some of them in the, in that room have become friends for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're the people that I ring on a Friday when I leave the office and I go, lads, need a need a pint. <laughs> who's, who's meeting me at the Skymaster? You know, swing in and have and have a quick one. Um, 
but but like just having that relationship and having a good friend that's because a good friend that's in business that's a big mm. point i think um and say i've built friends from this network that are then in business and then they understand your problems <clears throat> and sometimes it's a, it's an air to win chat or someone you can gain some great advice from that's already been through that same situation whereas mm. sometimes when you have uh, friends that aren't in business they don't quite get the struggle um and you know you can't always get the advice that you need of them so yeah. so real five has been has been great for us we've you know we've gained some good business good contacts good friends and not only that a good support network for our customers mm. um you know there's there's many a people in, in the network that i would wholeheartedly trust to say yeah. you know what give this guy a ring because you know he will help you out or she will help you out you know um and and that's great because it's it's not necessarily at the same as obviously you know we all join a network and we do networking yeah to gain more business which is obviously it's the it is the be all and end all people will say it's not but it is we all do it for one reason and one real it's to grow our business yeah. but on the you know the subsidy is that is that i know i've got a bunch of people that are going to do a good job for anyone i refer to them my customer's going to be happy and go you know what um for argument's sake dave mm-hmm. dave's done a cracking job for us and we've made up with him so grateful that you put us in contact with him makes us look good yeah we're happy that our customer's happy and obviously the person that's in the network is happy that they've gained some business um it, it all comes around in circles doesn't it you know yeah definitely and i think it i mean it is the fundamental reason why we do these things isn't it like more business for for our business it's not that's not what you know it's there's no hiding behind that no. um but it's nice that there are other benefits like having people that you can rely on and also um communicate with about your business and where you stand and being self-employed i think that's one of the things that I've certainly taken from being a part of the network is that there are these people that understand kind of the trials and tribulations of being at that level of your business and it being your sole responsibility. And I always think you're right. I don't always think you're right, Ash, but I do think, (laughs) (laughs) I do, I think that what you've said is absolutely correct. and, And I always kind of consider that when, Speak. I don't think anyone knows what I do for a job, to be honest with you. I think I'm one of those people that's got a job title and they go, okay, what's that? I play about on Facebook for a living. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to have other people that kind of are in a similar situation. Not necessarily people don't know what they do, but you can have those conversations about business and growing your business and, and being a part of something like, you know, Real Five Network really kind of helps with that and, and benefits you. We are going to take a very quick break, um, but when we get back, we're going to chat to Ash about some really exciting stuff that's been going on. So that's a teaser for you. We'll see you after this. Say so. Welcome back to We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. I am here with the incredible Ash Haynes and we are talking tax. That's right, guys. We're going serious on this one. Um, No, it's not serious, but it is very, very important. And um, we were just talking in the break there about some changes uh, that have been made to (laughs) legislation that are had a bit of an unfortunate effect for you, didn't it, Ash? Do you want to tell the people at home what happened? Yeah, so um, so HMRC, obviously, so they, they set out the, this making tax digital thing, you know, years ago, and, and now they were going to digitise the way we report taxes. Mm-hmm. And 
and all of that mumbo jumbo and trying to get us all away from spreadsheets and you know tax calculations on the back of fag packets and all that type of stuff <laughs> i bloody love a spreadsheet though oh yeah formulas <laughs> macros you don't talk to me <laughs> um, but but yeah so so they brought out this mtd thing um which which is at making tax digital mm. um the first step where that was making tax digital for that that's come in basically that meant at the time that you rather than submitting a nine box report what you're submitting is like a transactional bank statement for vat so rather than those sales have done let's say for i can say ten thousand pounds uh, you know let's say that what you've actually done is three three hundred sales of you know x amount of money and there's like a long transactional history so for like some of my clients rather than that one page nine box report we're submitting now like a three four hundred page report to hmrc and they can see everything they know when you when you sign up for mtd for that which obviously you've got to do um you basically tick a box that says you can see everything oh and gosh. you know if you really want to they can log into your system you know Oof. remotely and have a look at all your stuff so that's kind of where they're going with it they're trying to digitize everything like that um the good side of it is is that they can externally audit you mm -hmm. um so traditionally you know if hmrc wanted to inspect you and go i want to look at all your back receipts you know they'd, they'd come out they'd pull out all your lever arch files they'd flick through it all one by one until they found something that you'd done wrong and go right there we go you've misclaimed 50p on a parking stub but i'm going to give you 100 pound fine for it and you know they're trying to warrant the agent that's come out trying to warrant their wage mm. so their job is to find something and um, whereas like this year as an example we had a, a, a situation with a client where the first time in 15 years he submitted of that refund return so he's going to get some money back and that's just because the business has been closed and moved premises it's just yeah. you know turn of events hmrc ring him up and they say right we've looked at your back return that you've submitted can you give me invoice one two three and four and print off a bank statement and highlight proof of payment and then we'll release your refund rather than come out and do a tax audit you know customer rings me up within half an hour he's got all the stuff he mm -hmm. submits it to hmrc he gets a phone call later that day and they say yeah cool we're happy with all that stuff we're going to send you a refund Wow. But like, just means that stuff like that can be squashed quick. Yeah. And then they've got time then to deal with the proper errors. You know, the people that, are, you know, if someone's being fraudulent, they can go and spend time with them, make mm. a difference. Whereas, you know, Jack the Lad can just carry on, do a quick, you know, whatever they need to do. And yeah. HMRC can be on the way. Um, So that, that was like, that was huge in our industry. That was massive, you know, taking people away from spreadsheets, taking people away from manual workings out and, yeah. and all of this stuff and, and you know having room for human error i suppose ultimately is a massive part of that mm. um so then making people or companies have to use cloud-based softwares you know the likes of sage zero quickbooks yeah although we don't like quickbooks um yeah. but you know all these there is various softwares that you can use other bookkeeping systems are available Other, others <laughs> are available subject <laughs> to change um but you know the idea is get everybody cloud-based all yeah. most of them all come with an app and, and all these yeah. things so you know tradesmen people on the road can can be constantly managing their own finances mm. but the idea is that it's up to date at all times you're getting it, the systems can you know give you reporting on how you're doing throughout the year and all this stuff but that that's the idea behind the whole mtd thing is that it's taking getting rid of the ancient times bringing us up to speed you know the latest iPhone comes out, and the first thing you do is you go and jump on it and order yourself a new phone, don't you? And then, you know, the next next bit of technology comes out. Whereas this accounting, for some reason, it's just again, it's the last thing that people want to want to worry about. Yeah. So they leave it. So, so like for us, we won't take a client on with spreadsheets anymore because there's just you know 
the times are changing. You either want to work with us in the way that we're going to do it yeah. and the, the right way. You know, we're trying to get our customers ahead so that when they go, we're going to flick a switch and MTD is mm. a thing now, you're ready. Yeah. You know? um, so so that's, that was massive with MTD for that when that come in. Um, then they've, they've, they've released this information. They said, we're going to do MTD for ITSA, which is income tax self-assessment. So yep. basically everyone that works for themselves, yep. um, all sole traders, um, and what you're going to do is basically all the same thing. And then they say, rather than you do a self-assessment, what you're going to have to do now is you have to submit a quarterly review and you're going to have to do what they call an end of period statement. And then you do what's going to be your final declaration, which is the replacement to self-assessment. So all of a sudden, if you think every landlord, every, every bricky, every mm. spark, all these people that are sole traders, all of a sudden have got to change from seeing their account once a year to probably seeing them five. And obviously, you know, they were worried about how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, yeah. The time it's going to take, they've going to have to, all that time of collating their invoices, downloading bank statements and all that stuff. So, you know, it was a big headache. So I thought, why don't we just host an event? Let's just cover the lot yeah. in one night. Anybody that's interested will come. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's not, doesn't matter. So we hosted this event. So at Warrington Wolves um, Stadium, uh, we had a great turnout in the end. It was I think we got up to like 75 people. Nice. Um, Sage come and co-hosted the event with us, brought some goodies. So everyone took away a little bag, you know, some Sage bits in. Um, we love a pen. Pen, don't, don't, I love a pen and a pad. Love a Stationary. pen. As long as it's a good writer, then yes. it's got to be a good writer. Well, you know, our friend uh, Marcus mm. for, does travel. Marcus does travel. Yeah. His pens came over to us recently and they were top notch. Oh, I feel like there's a competition on it. I'm going to give you a gift today before I leave. Yes. And it's going to be one of the best oh writers you've ever had. God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Right. Anyway, sorry. Sage yeah. event. <laughs> Sage so, event, yeah. good pens. Good. <laughs> Sage event and good pens. Yeah. So we ran this event. We, you know, we got people down, we put some food on and it was a free to attend thing. And I think probably we'll do this maybe every annual and, and have an update um, yeah. because it was, it was a great event. We got some fantastic feedback from it. And, and obviously the, the added bonus of that was a couple of people that attended that, that weren't customers yeah. that found it so insightful and they were like well we've not even heard of this off our account yeah and you know straight away that you know makes you feel good whether they sign up as a customer to me or not i'm like you know what we've done the right thing because it's obviously not being spoken about enough um and if it gets left to last minute you know all of a sudden their Apologies, headache becomes the, uh, headache. <laughs> the what they call the things of angels something i don't know the motorbikers have just gone past and i couldn't hear a word you were saying so <laughs> You had some wonderful people who weren't customers come to the event and they got some really good resources out of it and, and yeah. basically that's it. Well it was it was they they had they gained knowledge that they weren't Amazing. getting from their, you know, service provider, accountant, yeah. or whatever you want to call them. Um so it was great that, you know, one, we'd done the right thing, mm-hmm. we'd helped some people out. Two, we'd illustrated that we're, you know, we're on top of the game, we're ahead of the step, we're trying to get people compliant early so that it's not a rush because as we know like like we've mentioned earlier with the self-assessments their yeah. problem becomes ours yeah and then i work late nights and that means i've got to drink more beer <sighs> and it's just not fair it's you not know, fair you know we're just turning the wheels of economy here step by step <laughs> but but yeah so it was it was fantastic you know sage were great they come down they brought loads of loads of information they brought loads of goodies um they helped us present it we got some fantastic feedback and some good social presence from it, uh, as well as we did manage to pick up a couple of clients, which That's is great. It's a nice bonus. It's a nice bonus, you know. Um, so we hosted the event. It was 30th of November last year. 
remember going into the office yeah. 19th of December in the morning, just a normal day, get me brew, sit down, turn my laptop on. That's an email off HMRC. Scrap that. Everything we've just told you, rules have changed. They're like, oh, great. So they changed the rules. They've, they realized that what they were asking people to do in such a short period of time, the deadline was April 24th. Mm. They were giving people just over 12 months to mm. go from spreadsheet to system. And, yeah. you know, I think at the time when we looked at stats, it was something like 1.8 million people in the UK that were going to be affected by this. Oh, my God. Think of all the people you know that are accidental landlords, for example. Yeah. Two people got their own house, fall madly in love, and they think, well, you know what, we'll keep the house, it's an extra income. All them people that all of a sudden, they don't realise they've now got a business and yeah. they've got a record keep. It's it's absolute crazy. So um, so they sorted all that out. They changed the rules. Um, so when we had to reanalyse what, what the changes were, it went from all sole traders mm. down to sole traders that earn over fifty thousand pound and it's not 2024 now it's 2026 oh right that's so we've got some time to because yeah. it is going to be a massive job you know to to get people on a system get the system up to date train them on how to use it you know if you let's say for argument's sake for everyone you do it today just to keep it simple mm. 1.8 million people i know obviously there's not 1.8 million people that are going to live in warrington no but let's say that you know, a percent, one percent of them people. You know, we're talking thousands that yeah. you're doing. So it's it's going to be there's going to be a big like crawl to get everyone done. Yeah. Um, but as I say, so the thresholds change now. So it's April 2026. Anyone earning over fifty thousand pounds got a report from a cloud-based software mm-hmm. with these quarterly submissions and then end of period statements and final declarations. So that was a big step. So that relieved a lot of pressure okay. um, on the industry. Then they were like, oh, as well as that, what we're going to do is the year after, everybody that's over £30,000, so, that, you know, anyone that sits in that bracket, they need to do it as well. It's like, right, okay, cool, right, so we'll let them know as well. Um, and I think it's it's being decided at the moment. We've not had any rocket feedback for it, but I think there's going to be a £10,000 threshold that maybe follows the year after, um, which I think is fair. because. Yeah. If you think of all the people that do stuff on the side, yeah, bit of a hobby. You know, I know I personally know people that just do some craft stuff. Yeah, you know, nice pretty bows and you know some stitching and all that type of stuff. They probably don't earn ten thousand pound a year from it. It's no. just a hobby and it's a benefit that they earn some you know some beer tokens off it. Let's yeah, call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to not push them into that corner of having to sort all these bits and accidental landlords will fall under that ten thousand pound threshold. So it's going to mean that basically just the businesses are going to have to comply mm-hmm. um which i think it takes the pressure off a lot of people i started talking to people and i was like oh yeah you're gonna to have to do this you're gonna to have mm. to do this and they're like oh, stuff it i'm just gonna sell the house it's not worth the stress you know of because of, a lot of them and you think in terms of you know the finances let's say an accidental landlord use them as an example yeah again. let's say the mortgage is 400 pound a month yeah they rent it out for 550 they're 150 quid but letting agent months 40 for let's loosely use the term managing um (laughs) and then from that you know the landlord then has to change a light bulb and a switch and then the oven breaks and then all of a sudden that 120 quid they had left becomes nothing and now on top of that they're gonna have to do all this Mm -hmm. so i think it was a bit of a relief for those people because i i I had friends and they were like i'm just gonna sell it's not worth the headache of doing these quarterly submissions yeah everything else Plus, I've got a rubbish tenant anyway. (laughs) Um, So I think it it just gives a nicer scope for people. Um, 
to do it to, to stay compliant, but then obviously stay under this like ten thousand pound threshold. So I think it'll make a massive difference. And I do think, although you know people don't like change, but I do genuinely think that once people get on a software and realise the benefits of it, just being able to click a button and go, "What's my profit and loss for yeah. this year?" You know, how am I sitting? Is things good? Am I doing it right? I don't know, because you know, notoriously, you do it on the back of a fag pack at the end of the year. You ain't got a clue. You just yeah. go, "Yeah, I've got money in the bank, and I can afford to go to the pub tonight." Yeah, you know, or I can pay that bill, or I can do that. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's just there's no judgment in it. Whereas, just by spending maybe five minutes a week for some people, you know, these one man bands, it's five minutes a week. What's this? What's that? Mm-hmm. Post these transactions on the system, and they can go. Actually, I've made some money this year. I'm in profit, or you know. The reversal of it, you go, oh, actually, things aren't that good. I thought it was better than that. Mm-hmm. They've got a chance then to do something about it, earn some money, put some grafting, stop being lazy and finishing early on a Friday, <laughs> yeah, go and earn some money. So I think there's there's so many benefits to it. Um, and obviously, like I say, we, we tried to, to do that in the event. Things changed, but here we are. The message is still the same, though, that you guys can help support people through any changes that are made. Um what we'll do uh, as we always do is pop all of your details in the blurb of our podcast so if anybody does want to get in touch and help have your help with their their books and uh, their business and even even through i'm assuming through these changes that are being made you're you're there to support the the business owners out there aren't you definitely yeah yeah definitely we can support anyone that needs it so we'll pop all the details in our podcast blurb and uh for anyone listening on the radio head over to the podcast all the information's on there we are going to take a very quick break but after the break we're going to talk to ash a little bit about warrington and why he likes it here i'll speak to you after the break Welcome back to We Are Placemakers. I am with the incredible Ash and we have been talking uh, all about, well, we've been talking all about tax. We've been talking all about the HMRC and how they've changed things. Um, And if you're only just tuning into the radio, then head over to the podcast to listen because this might affect you and your business and Ash is here to help. What we are going to talk about in this last little section is Warrington, because this is a podcast about Warrington and the people who make Warrington what it is. And we have talked to the people, Ash, that's you. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Warrington. So tell me a little bit about being a business in Warrington, because from my understanding, and when I've kind of spoken to business owners and um, kind of entrepreneurs in Warrington, the actual Warrington economy is like really, really strong. Um, I don't know whether that's kind of, I think it's probably in comparison to the, the rest of the country. I mean, how how do you find being a business owner in Warrington? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. There's there's so many businesses in the area that are, are all like, you know, under the SME umbrella. Yeah. You know, it, it's fantastic. It is an absolute small business hotspot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for companies like myself, you know, where it's outsourced. They don't need someone full time because mm-hmm. they're all little little businesses that are just popping up all over the place, uh, and it's fantastic because, you know, what can't you get in Warrington? You know what I mean? Anything that you need is here. Yes. Um, and and all within a stone's throw of the town centre. You don't really need to travel, um, providing you're strong enough, you could do it all in one run, mm-hmm. carry everything home. You know, <laughs> um, but but I think it is fantastic. There's there's so much uh, of a broad 
you know spectrum of, of businesses within the area uh, you know th- i've seen shops and stuff in warrington that you know you'd never even think of as you know as having a market um like for example in the building with with us there's there's like an antiques dealer but it's oh, like wow. quirky antiques it's not you know it's, it's not like stuff you see on telly in the auction you know um there's like really quirky like old 1960s like neon signs and, and all these types of quirky stuff it's fantastic cool. but like you wouldn't you know you wouldn't walk down the shop and think oh that's a great place for an antiques dealer because mm. you just wouldn't think of it yeah um but the, but there's loads of stuff like that around and i think it's great there's there's there is great market for for anything you want to do and i think in the northwest mm. if you go right i've got this quirky little business or i've got this idea mm. doesn't matter if it's already there it'll still succeed in Warrington providing you put the effort in. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no boundary or limits on it. No, you're absolutely right. I th- and I think as well, what you do find is, like you just said, kind of in all of the different locations around Warrington, the different areas, i.e. Woolston, Orford, Padgate, Sankey, wherever you might be, you'll find that there's almost like miniature high streets, mm. like within those little areas where you've got, you know, you've got your co-ops and your chippies and your stuff like that. But some of them have some really cool little small businesses. Like near mine, we've got a crystals and a, like incense shop just above the Tesco. And then not far from where I live, there's a, a row where, you know, you've got your off license and whatever. But on the end of it, there's a gallery where that does like art workshops. And then on the end of that, there's, it's, I think it's, oh, I don't know the name of the shop, so I'm not going to give it a shout out. But it's essentially um, a really, quir- like you said, like a quirky, antique style shop that sells very ori- like original pieces um, for like housing and decorations and stuff like that. And, and it, you just think that's great because in if you were in Manchester you'd be like oh well I'll go to Affleck Palace or I'll yeah. go to the Arndale Centre and you you'd know exactly what you were getting yeah wherever it's the easy place going. to go isn't yeah it? yeah whereas in Warrington there's these like little miniature high streets where you go what that's mad and you'd never you'd never realize unless you knew that it was there you know yeah. but just like you say within a stone's throw yeah it's fantastic and you can the best bit about all of this is that in all those little mini high streets, you can guarantee that in every single one of them, there's a bacon butty shop and 100%. a pub. A hundred percent. Tell me you're British without telling me you're British. You know, <laughs> you're either getting a bacon butty and a pint or or a chippy. Yeah. There's got to be a chippy at every single one. It's yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. And like you say, all the little high streets um, or, or like little... Like, I know, for example, everybody from Wollstone will go, like, are you going to Wollstone shops? <laughs> Nipping down the Wollstone shops, you need anything. But, but there's one of them everywhere, isn't there? You know, there's yeah. Sankey shops and all the other stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. I think it's great. One of my favourites is the competitions between chippies. Like, my mum will not have a bad word said about Golden City and Sankey. <laughs> and my husband is like, it's not that good. It's not that good. You want to go Green Lane? <laughs> You're like, it's just a chippy, guys. <laughs> Can I just eat? It's easier. No, don't. Go and see your small businesses, your Chinese and your chip shops and all that. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, it's making me want a chippy now. It's Friday as well, isn't it? And I'm past my fasting deadline as well. Oh, so we can definitely okay. smash out a takeaway. Definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Plans made. Um, what? So what's, what's right. Okay. So we ask this, everyone gets this question asked to you. What was the best bit of business advice that you've ever received? And was it your mum telling you to come work for her? <laughs> <laughs> well, Based on the rule book, I, I don't like to diverge, but because she is my mum, she doesn't get the award. Um, 
and I'm going to say that everything she tells me is rubbish. Um, <laughs> She's your mom's. I know. It's in the real book, isn't it? You know, yeah, same exactly. as Same as they go, you know, oh, you're, you're gorgeous. You're perfect. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, weighed myself in one day. Let's not lie. <laughs> um, the best bit of advice. It, I can't remember. I honestly couldn't tell you where I've heard it or who told me. But the best bit of advice I ever got told was stop measuring yourself against other people and other businesses. Measure yourself from where you've come from. Because that's such like, I remember we we went through a patch probably about 18 months ago where you think, oh, you know, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. We're not hitting targets, KPIs down. You know, what are we going to do to turn this round? And you're trying to put a plan in place in like, a you know, a bit of a depressive state of mind. And that's never going to work. You know, you, you've got to have this positive attitude. You've got to be pumping as much as you can into the business yeah. to get as much out of it you know you know ultimately we're all here for the same thing we're all in business to earn money so mm-hmm. you've got to be about positive about achieving that and and that that phrase really hit home for me in in that point of business where we're yeah. thinking this isn't great but getting that piece of advice for some i'm sure i'm sure i know who it is but i'm not 100 percent sure but i remember being told to stop measuring yourself about what you want to be mm. measure yourself from where you come from have that realization in your brain where you you know you flip back and you go you you know what fair enough yeah come from a dining room table in my mum's house in the kitchen I used to leave my house travel to my mum's and sit on the dining room table and then here we are I've got staff that we support I've got you know customers as as far as not even in the northwest we've got some customers in Northampton Sheffield Amazing. and places like that you know and so it's not even in hometown we're, we're supporting people all over and you take that realization to see where you've come from you think you know what actually you know, pat on the back, you've, you've done a good job, mm-hmm. you're doing a good job. And I think, if, you know, as long as you continue to do that, you'll always progress as long as you do a good job yeah. and, and follow good pieces of advice like that one. There's no reason why you won't succeed. I love that. I really do. Um, because it is all about your growth, isn't it? It's not, a, it's, it's no point comparing what you're doing to somebody else because yeah. it's a completely different path compared oh, I love that absolutely love that okay then what advice would you give to your younger self that you wish you'd received so 15 year old Ash what would you have said to him I mean I'd love to release all this information on air <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it really will not go down well um no you know what it, it'd be it'd be really simple start drinking early <laughs> Make sure your meal plan before you go on a night out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, I think eating is not cheating. Yeah, it's 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 not eating is not cheating, and you will wake up with an headache in the morning. <laughs> it won't seem like it's worth it then. Um, no, if if I'm being completely like, it'd be it'd be to focus. You know, back then, you know, world's your oyster. I, I've always been, always since high school. How can I make money? I was that kid mm. with no books and my bag was full of LucasAid and chocolate, you know, and fags. And I'd be selling LucasAid, I'd be selling this, I'd be selling that, and I'd, I'd sell as much. And some days, you know, I'd, I'd come back home, I'd have achieved nothing in school, but I'd come home and be like, yeah, I've made like 80 quid today. You know, loads of stuff, and I'd be buzzing. I'd be like, right, go straight to the shop. I'd get some more stuff. And then as soon as I got old enough to work, you know, I'd get a phone call. The place I worked knew exactly what time my break was in the morning i'd get a phone call oh are you I'd be like, oh yeah it's inset day yes and i can come in and do a shift and i'd go in and, and mm. I, the t- I was always searching for the next pound and as good as that was and obviously that that kind of 
drive has got me to to where we are today. It's, it's worked out well. Earlier years, I, I wish I could, if I could, you know, go back and say, listen, this is what you can achieve if you just pay a little bit of attention. Um, <laughs> even, even just, honestly, just the smallest amount would be a great start. <laughs> but, but honestly, just... Just having that focus, having a bit of like, this is what you could do. And I know I probably got told it by my mum a million times, whether I got grounded, kicked out, you know, PlayStation took off me, all of them types <laughs> all of, of things. Yeah. Like literally everything, you know, sit in your room, don't speak, and you're having no food tonight. <laughs> um, but, but just if I could have had someone rational at the time that was outside my family and said, listen, this is what you could do, that, that would have been the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, say, because I was skipping school, going and working and earning money and then I was like oh boom I can have two jobs yeah um and even I'll be honest even at first when I went to to Mercedes on my apprenticeship mm. even then I wasn't I wasn't screwed on um messing about so we used to get sent to Milton Keynes Mercedes-Benz have got a, a, yes. a HQ and yes, academy they do. um so we used to get sent there we used to go there for a week every month as part of the apprenticeship mm-hmm. so it was like a fast track thing yeah uh, and, but at first I was I was still in that like I'm a kid mentality and I'm messing about and I wasn't listening and that that I mean that was my jam in terms of things that I wanted to work on mm-hmm. I was happy working on cars and trucks I was boss I loved it <clears throat> but then you know someone played a prank on me and I thought I'm gonna get you back you know I don't do things by ass I'm coming at you strong so I ended up climbing out of my window in the hotel onto the roof ran across the roof dropped in through his window I changed sounds dead stupid but he used to take an alarm clock within this kit and I changed his alarm clock to three in the morning. Climbed back out. I thought, I'm Rosie. That's dead hilarious. Next day, gets called in. Someone seen me. Took a picture of me. I had neon pink boxes on. And as I'm hanging, the picture is of me hanging off the roof of my shorts. had like fell down a bit. <laughs> and I, oh, I get sent back from Milton Keynes. And I had to explain to my manager and my mum why I was back three days early. Oh, sorry, boss. It was because I was climbing on a roof. And I got a final written warning. And that was the turning point really it, it took to what's that i mean it must have been 19. yeah it took like that four or five years of working and earning money for them me to go you know what actually i need i need to just like level me head out here and, and crack yeah. on and that was the point and if I, if i could have had that learning curve you know four five six years earlier yeah just that even just that path mm. to where we've got to mm. you know in in warrington and all the places that we've we've done work with i could have been here maybe a bit sooner yeah if i could have given myself that advice just to level your head off and, and be sensible just listen pay a bit of attention you'll do all right oh, hindsight's 2020 though isn't it ash <laughs> it's 2075 you know what i mean it's, it's madness but here we are you know we've done what we've done with what we've got and uh, you can't change it now so what finally thank you uh thank you for being an amazing guest uh thank you for entertaining us with tales of your youth i've mm-hmm. been thoroughly entertained i don't know about you guys at home um, and we ask this question to everybody that comes on the podcast, and it is, what is your favourite thing about Warrington? Now, anybody that knows me hmm, will already know the answer to this one. Okay. Guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. It's got to start with food. Yeah. And my favourite meal of the day has always been breakfast. Okay. It's got to be Dalton Bank. Oh, it's got to be. You go Dalton Bank, you get yourself an all-on. Yes. Bacon, sausage, egg, cheese, beans, tomatoes, bit of brown sauce and pepper on two rounds of the <laughs> thickest bread you've ever seen in your life. You're going to have jaw ache by the time I've finished it and you won't want to eat for the rest of the day. 
but for like two pound eighty, it's the, it's the it best is the thing bee's in the world. knees, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and like you know, when you go on a night out, you wake up on a Sunday morning, you're like, oh, I'm starving, I've got nothing in. What we're gonna? It's never McDonald's Easy. breakfast. Never. It's always. It's got to be the Dalton. That's... Love that. Shout out to Dalton, but I used to live around there, and that was yeah. not good for my waistline. No, <laughs> I lived the opposite end of town, and I still drove there. I was. I drove past ten butty shops to get to the Dalton Bank. It was. I got. That was where we used to go on a Sunday because it was the only butty shop when I worked at Mercedes that yeah. was open. Yes, because that's yeah, how I knew yeah. what it was. Yeah, and then. That there we go. The stepping stones of life. Dollar Bank is here forever. <laughs> yeah. It ain't ever going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you spot on. It is yeah one one in a million. Love love that. Love that. Well, thank you very much for being a wonderful guest. You have been incredible. Um, you've shared lots of insights about tax and Mercedes and uh, your antics, and we've really enjoyed having you. Thank you. Yeah, maybe maybe overshare a little bit, but I've enjoyed being. I mean, (laughs) I do it every week, so I wouldn't worry too much about (laughs) it. (laughs) We're at this point now where how bad could it really be? Exactly. You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's been great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're very very welcome. We have been. We are placemakers. Just the show that talks about Warrington to the people who make Warrington what it is. I'll see you next week. 